boom we are live for the first hey time hey everyone we are the ineffable geeks coming to you from melbourne australia and kochi india yes sir we are divided by physical boundaries but united, united by a love know. for different kinds of elements yes. that have a huge amount of fandom behind them that is as simply as i could possibly put it and i wanted to be uh, grammatically correct because yeah people are quick to point out fingers these days so what is this all about what do we do why are you listening to us what we try to do or what we basically bring into every one of you is just that we are multi passionate creatures or we like to call ourselves geeks i mean not to like brag or boast or anything who decode and disseminate the hyperboles and gimmicks prevalent in the whole pop culture scenario what we do is we bring in instances easter eggs different ups and downs in the visual and material culture and we talk about the major themes present in sports pop culture uh, technology beat whatever catches your eye the moment you wake up i guess you guys get the point because this is kind of what we do yeah he mentioned we are passionate about a whole lot of things and we like to decode the major themes present in a whole lot of things i mean it's we cover sports pop culture even technology because we love technology yes. and then you know of course basically talking about everything that we love and passionate yeah. about i know we are repeating this quite often and it's becoming a little saturated but but then we wanted yeah, to it's uh, yeah it's important that people know yes you know what to expect okay so let's get into the first episode of ineffable geeks so what yeah. are we talking about today anshik everybody loves an an inspirational motivational story you mean an underdog right um, yes the underdogs the whole i think majority of the film industry the <laughs> digital medium the visual medium has been built on motivation i mean you go on youtube and you just see you know those videos always do well even if you don't buy into that concept those videos yeah, exactly. always tend to do really well so we identify that because views and uh, more listeners mm-hmm. but <laughs> and what we are talking about today is uh, underdogs that became incredibly successful and in some yes. cases they weren't even underdogs they were practically nobodies that went on and basically broke the barriers yeah and- different barriers imposed by the society and all these yeah. uh, different social phenomenons you could say yeah that basically and- didn't want them to succeed and uh, they just broke through all these barriers and came out on top and now they're arguably the biggest figures in their respective fields yeah so we we shortlisted a whole lot of candidates for this or as i like to put it entities because we not we aren't just limiting it to people we are also looking at some other entities and that's why yes. i i i stress upon Hence the entities the, part so we had projects yeah. yes so we had a lot of candidates shortlisted for this but eventually you know due to time constraints and due to the fact that the attention span of people is generally pretty low especially uh, nowadays especially <laughs> nowadays yes we so we you. wanted to we keep it you. short and we shortlisted five out of the mm-hmm. many that we identified let's get into it so the first oddball project that we intend to discuss today with you guys one of the greatest fictional characters of all time and this guy who had zero hope 
or zero chance to land that role but eventually he got it and people thought he'll never succeed people thought okay fine this guy is not suited for this role etc but he's doing an incredible job and still going strong because it's it's been like 15 years now long story short we are talking about daniel craig when he was cast as james bond there was a lot of backlash because he didn't really fit the role he didn't fit the ideal description of who should play bond and he faced a lot of backlash but casino royale dropped and was it 2005 we all i always forget this casino royale was it 2007 or was it 2005 i'm guessing it was 2005 or 6 man i think it was 6 yeah 2006 casino royale was 2006 uh, so for people who can't see it we just checked casino royale 2006 did solid numbers because of course james bond and then yeah james definitely bond. man and uh, what do you think about daniel craig's performance up until now i mean they were supposed to release no time to die yeah no time to die this year but then obviously due to covid it got pushed up so but yeah what mm-hmm. do you think about craig um craig okay um how do i put this i was a little skeptical in the first because i've been following james bond for quite some time now and he is indeed one of my favorite characters i'm sure majority of people's favorite fictional character he's obviously up there craig i was initially skeptical uh did i say skeptical yeah i meant skeptical okay skeptical. sorry <laughs> yeah i was initially skeptical at first he exceeded my expectations that's there for sure yeah he obviously exceeded everyone's expectation that's why he's still like he's still maintaining that role of his but casino royale yeah it was a pretty good movie man but a lot of people shitted on it a lot of people shunned it out they wanted what they were comfortable with with what they had with Pierce Brosnan or someone like that yeah man um casino royale did break a lot of barriers as you said oh yeah and plus skyfall man skyfall was insane i think overall he's been really good they there was talk of replacing him which always will be there and you know as because he's also kind of fed up with the role so yeah that will be a different debate for a different episode so more content yes. thank you so much moving on so we obviously you know we wanted to keep it mainstream yeah something which can accommodate um everyone and at the same time yeah. everyone like basically can the listen casual. to it because yeah exactly yeah so building up on that we settled on and i mean we could not not include this person in yeah this person list. has been monumental in whatever in shaping the hip hop scene and he's none other than Mr Marshall Meadows MNM yeah. aka the rabbit slim shady whatever <laughs> names you want to call him yeah but, yeah goes man. by many goes by many aliases many successful aliases hmm. but yeah MNM why is MNM on this list <laughs> why why shouldn't he be on this list man because <laughs> i pro- i probably think okay i'm not being biased or anything but i probably think he should be maybe on top of this list because okay yeah a lot of people shit on him nowadays for the kind of content and kind of music he makes but yeah that is totally understandable because it's what even he raps in his songs like yeah. initially when you set the bar too high you're eventually supposed to decline because you can't go higher <laughs> than that yeah so that's that's what we witnessed in the initial initial scenario of the music that he used to put out okay let's talk about the way he came up so he was just this trashy ass dude from michigan who was just getting thrown out of school getting constantly bullied on etc which he constantly raps in most of his songs 
but just the way he came up in a completely black neighborhood or whatever just the fact that how many barriers he had to break Eminem has been a cornerstone in the entire 2000s music scene i think anyone and everyone and you know even now there hasn't been a time where he hasn't been relevant i think that's what i'm trying to say yeah. you know he's such a big name you see him yeah. anywhere and it's bound to do big numbers yeah so i mean the numbers are always there anyone who associates themselves with Eminem i mean MGK that whole war that went down i mean sure it was Eminem got the upper hand but then you know MGK also benefited off of it because he also attracted more uh, attention yeah that's that for sure whether you basically he gave him a career you could say that but i can't really say like for 100% sure that Eminem really won that battle because MGK did a really good job with rap devil that mm-hmm. is a really good this song indeed but uh, apart from that what i wanted to concentrate was see this guy was basically like a foreigner to the whole hip hop black culture urban culture whatever which was basically as a result of the fact that he was white yeah. and uh, people thought he was invading their culture or could say in simple plain terms so for him to just break all that i mean dr dre he literally said in an interview that when he first heard eminem he was black yeah that's how much the culture has you can't say affected but influenced him just so that he can facilitate everyone's needs but yeah i i can say for a fact that a lot of black listeners still listen to eminem it's not that cultural divide is not as prevalent as it was back in the day yeah that that's it's pretty impressive what he has been able to do you can't discount that whether you love him or hate him which i think are a minority of people but then of course at the end of the day anything that has to do with any kind of content you know people will like it people will hate it but anyways let's move on we covered daniel craig we covered mnm the next entity that we want to talk about this phenomenon has a niche following we highly doubt that a lot of mainstream audience would be yeah it's not necessary that they have to aware of this yeah, yeah yeah but we are bringing them that that whole face so what we're talking about is a movie called the room probably it, the not, most meme worthy movie a, to clear off that confusion there is a movie called Room which has oh, yeah. Brie Larson in it and Brie Larson won the Oscar. That's a brilliant movie, movie by the way. That's just called Room. Yeah, this is The Room. Yeah. Came out in 2003 and it's the worst movie that everybody liked. Yeah, that's a good way. That's the probably likes, the best way actually, to put yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, The Room starring Mr. Tommy Wiseau who is yes. our uh, idol or our social media yeah. idol and we hopefully would... we get him on man someday yes mr wiseau if you're listening to this we want you the best thing about this movie is that if you read up on it the first thing is i mean it's the incredible acting that everyone did he directed the movie he wrote the movie he produced the movie and nobody knows yeah. where did he get the funds from is this a strange way of like putting things across the table no one knows like as anshik said no one knows like where all the funds came from no one knows how he got the idea for the story god knows what's happening in that movie man there's no yeah. there's no particular fixed story it just uh, moves from one phase to the other and it just keeps like revolving around a whole different bunch of concepts and how can you not forget that initial opening scene where he walks into that store and 
So he he goes to the shop and he buys flowers and the shop the shop owner tells Tommy that he is her best customer and the most valued customer and then there's a dog a pug sitting there and he just goes hi doggy <laughs> it may not sound funny when you're listening to this but when you watch it yeah it's unintentionally yeah, funny it, yeah and exactly man it's just it, the way they say things in Yeah. yeah he's not it, a pure american right so he has yeah. a certain accent to him which just basically knocks it out of the park yeah he reiterates yeah. that he's american but yeah he's he, not every time you ask him where he hails from he always reiterates that he is american yeah. but, but that accent I, i'm not sure where it's from he reiterates something about that accent being from philly or something i'm not sure but yeah uh, he'll be basically from some country like poland or something like that that's what everyone speculates but then yeah tommy wiseau he's now an urban legend and he was no one and now oh definitely once the disaster artist came out which is based on how they made the movie the room yeah i mean that's how i came to know about him and then you know i read up more and i was hmm. blown away what's the next thing that we're talking about the next entity okay so this entity uh, you could say that it's the greatest console invention of the past 5 years because we are talking about the nintendo switch which came out in 2017 yes and the switch basically saved the whole handheld video game console industry revived yeah. it in a big way because just to what was initially there before the switch came was devices such as the ps vita Yeah. and the Wii U they were still selling the 3DS at the time yeah the 3DS uh, as well they still sell the 3DS yeah it wasn't that popular the whole trend didn't really get and the whole industry didn't get behind a product the way they did with the Nintendo Switch you could say that switch is probably the most compatible and more it has the highest level of adaptability to different features because if you see if you want to talk numbers in the first 9 months the switch sold 10 million units as per march 2020 it had sold 55 million units that's a huge deal and a whole lot of people are still like waiting to get their hands on the switch because it's still it's not available everywhere because it's that much in demand because yeah i mean and even covid has to be taken into account and you know you go on ebay or or if you even go over to platforms such as facebook marketplace and i'm not sure about some of the others but yeah it differs from country to country but if you go there and the the prices on used nintendo switch consoles are incredibly jacked up i mean it's more expensive oh, to buy a second hand right. console than to get your hands on a new one because there is a huge dearth of supply from oh yeah that's that nintendo it's it's just so versatile man and at the same time they provide a lot of accessibility to the user thing is it's for everyone uh, i think it it appeals more to a casual gamer because kind of titles that they offer i mean super mario odyssey super smash mm-hmm. and now animal crossing came out during covid and this is peak covid in most of the regions yet animal crossing sales were still really really well and and in the uk the nintendo switch sales have more than doubled actually in the last year all during the pandemic so you've got that so with the switch it basically revived nintendo as a legitimate contender oh yeah nintendo was like bankrupt if you 
Remember yeah. once upon a time, like yeah, they yeah. were just going so under. That's so it completely changed the game. The huge project that became really successful. Now we are almost at the end of our rope here, and we have one more major underdog that actually made it cool to be an underdog. Uh, yeah, probably this particular creation enabled everyone like you and I to love the whole underdog story. Yeah, we are talking about the Italian Stalin that came out wrong. There, there are many ways to refer to him as. Yeah, you can call him the Italian Stalin. You can call him Rambo. There are oh, yeah. that iconic. But then Sylvester Stallone is the best underdog story. That his story is timeless. The way he came up with Rocky and his life before Rocky, and then that entire process of making Rocky, and then his life after. So. Sylvester Stallone, man, he's an alpha dog. Yeah, one of the biggest actors of the seventies, and probably you could say that even now because he had this idea and he pitched it to the producers. It was loosely based on his life, who wanted to make Rocky, but this guy didn't want to sell it, and that's pretty much about the basic. Up, he held out coming yeah. of the whole rocky he held out concept. he wrote the script for rocky and he's been quoted the, saying this a lot of times in his interview also that if this becomes big it would be one of those scenarios where you regret it right after so he held out and rightfully so rocky became huge i mean it's a huge character as well as a huge cult classic as well because he was doing just oddball jobs before yeah he had run out of money and he had to sell his dog also which oh, and his dog sad, is man. actually featured in the movie the oh, yeah, yeah. dog named Butkus once he had enough money after rocky he bought the dog back so that's a big thing because he just couldn't keep up with his bills and all of that i mean man's got to eat right building up on that building up on rocky what's your favorite rocky film are you talking about rocky film or are you talking about rocky because that's that's interesting difference. actually yeah let's just put it this way what's your favorite let's do both actually okay let's why do why not both. favorite film has to be rocky 4 because okay. rocky 4 was absolutely brilliant i mean no disrespect to rocky 1 because rocky 1 was great as well but rocky 4 was brilliant man <laughs> But but yeah, I I like Rocky Four, but for me it, it's still the first Rocky because oh yeah it was man. just the whole concept was very new. So yeah, he doesn't win in the end. But yeah. I think physically, if if we talk oh, about the physically best version of Rocky, I think Rocky Four takes it. Oh forward. yeah, Rocky Four was a beast, man. Uh, but I really Rocky. like Rocky Three physique as well when he went up against Mr. T, Clubberlang. Mm-hmm. But Rocky Three physique was. probably up there as well for me but yeah rocky 4 he was an absolute beast man the way he rocky 4 is Drago. i mean if you look at rocky 4 it's 80% of the movie is just training montage yeah, exactly you show him training then they show dolph lundgren training then after yeah. that so there is a song where he's just training and then he reconciles with adrian in russia mm. and then there's another song and then yeah they start fighting so it's Oh yeah, or that's, I, that's or I guess basically Apollo. makes up the movie. Yeah, Apollo's exactly. including Apollo's death. Yeah. So yeah, man, Rocky has to be one of the greatest oddball project that became. I mean, hugely successful because if you yeah. see from these line of actors back then, uh, it was like people like Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Sylvester Stallone who dominated the whole scene because they competed the, closely. They were rivals in their game and all that. They did hate each other. Yeah. 
and this is how their agents actually made them do movies that they shouldn't have but then you know yeah, eventually exactly. they matured and became buddies but those guys it's interesting how both of them came up so not yeah, to discount schwarzenegger's journey as well but stallone takes the cake for us well that is That's... about it for this episode and yeah do let us know where we can improve or you can hit us up anytime on our socials so um, they're all in the description you yep. know what to do if you are interested in similar content like this i mean we are we have a lot of things working in the process if you would like to hear more about this keep listening to us keep supporting us on different social pages yeah and yeah that's about it man that is about it so until next time ladies and gentlemen this the is the ineffable geeks. geeks signing off have a good day and stay safe yep stay indoors and wear a mask yep do that boom fin <laughs> <laughs>